0: Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. The Christmas story and the birth of Jesus is not a Christmas classic. It's not a Christmas classic, and I believe that even in our culture, listen, listen, we, we grew up, we did Santa Well, besides it's, it's not a deal for us, but here is the thing that, if we're not careful, will happen even in Christian homes. Jesus will be the story about the past, but Santa is more exciting because he's doing something now. Like nobody tells stories of what Santa used to do. Everybody tells stories about what's it, like Christmas Eve is coming. Come on, somebody! And what present is he going to bring me? Like right now, and like well, it's a big deal. Like now, and before we know it, we will not bring Jesus into the present, and he will be a Christmas classic from the thing of the past. And we will talk about how what he did and how great he was back, way back, long ago, when none of us were living, and we'll be perpetuating a memory. But it won't be today. What is he doing? Come on, today. What is God doing today? And here's the thing, in all of our homes, we got to make sure that we don't let, let a Christmas character trump the king. The king. And, and I believe there's room to have fun. I believe there's room to do all that. But can I tell you something? Come on, listen. One guy may bring some jolly but the other guy changes your life yeah. come on does that make sense what what what, what, what a snowman is uh, uh, great for our uh, imagination and, and and produces that kind of kind of childish wishful imagination but but it, it can't really melt a hard heart and turn around a family and it, and it can't does it so it's it's very important for us does it make sense that we understand this season the birth of jesus isn't a christmas classic it convinces us of the depth and the intentionality listen of the love of the father and maybe when i begin to talk about the love of the father this is not a description that you would use maybe it's different a lot of people perceive god differently maybe your thoughts about god is that he's distant maybe your thoughts about god is that he's uninterested Maybe your thoughts about God is that he is preoccupied. But that couldn't be further from the truth. The proof is God's love is is demonstrated in the birth of Jesus. In the birth of Jesus. And so as we talk about this, listen to this. John 3.16, we know this verse. If you've never been to church, let me give you a classic verse, okay? A classic verse, it is this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, come on, that what, what does it say? That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Here is the issue, is that there are two sides of of coming to church and growing in Christianity. There is the side that is uninformed and doesn't know, and there's the other side that I already know this. Can we talk about something new? (laughs) This is the Christmas classic. And so what we do is we perpetuate this idea that we know in our minds the story, but here's the deal. Love, there's a part of love that has to be felt. There's a part of love that has to be felt. And it doesn't matter, listen, how many times I tell my kids I love them. I will come up and I will say, hey, you know I love you. And they're like, yeah, we know. Like they know it, but sometimes, listen, they have to feel it. And if they just know it, but they don't feel it, then there will be actual times when they're in their room and something has happened and correction has come and I've said no to something or mom has said no to something that they will be tempted to believe mom and dad really don't love me even though I know they do, I don't feel it. Does this make sense? For us, here's the deal. We cannot make... The birth of the Christ child. I mean, here's the... the God's majesty invaded time. It had no boundary. The Bible says that in the beginning Jesus was there. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. And for him to limit himself to the coldness, the dark of a womb, to be birthed and take on flesh... For you. For you. Not be so we could tell a good story, but, but for you. Look at this. Galatians chapter four, four and five says, but when the fullness of time have come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. To redeem those, to redeem those, to redeem those. Don't get tired of hearing a redeeming message. Don't get tired. We are so into something new. You know what? If it's not new, it's not cool. If it's not new, it's not sexy. If it's not new, it's not. You know, and so we're, we're perpetuated by new adventure, but there are some things that are stable. Principles that you've got to know. Principles, things that don't change regardless of time. And if we don't make them important, they will cease to be important. And we will know them, but they will become very, very small in our life. Does that make sense? For us, look at this. To redeem those who were under the law so that we might, listen, receive adoption as sons. Sons, sons and daughters, that this is the whole narrative. This is the meaning of Christmas, that God was distant from his people and knew the only way to redeem mankind was to send his son so that he could grow. The reason that Jesus could be crucified and redeem us from our sin is because he did not come from the seed of man. See, the sin nature travels through the seed of man. He was perfect, spotless, spotless, unblemished. And so he could pay a sacrifice that none of us could pay because we were born with a sin nature. My assignment today is to be convinced that you are loved. The hardest thing to do is preach to believers who already know. So when I say you're loved, you're like, I now. Is there something else we can talk about? But the truth of the matter is, I want to give you four ways for you to be convinced today that you were loved by the Father. The first is this. You are loved because you were created you were created. I know you may have grown up and, 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 and you got a healthy uh, dose of evolution and, and you, you may have been taught that millions of years ago something combusted which made life and now we are the product after millions and billions of years. But you understand that that narrative changes philosophy. See, one narrative is you're an accident and anything that you have, you're lucky to have because you shouldn't even be here. The other narrative is you were created with a design and there is this intelligence about who you are and that God the Father before the foundations of the earth created you and you were created, the Bible says, in the image of God. What is that image of God? We are the only thing, mankind is the only thing that can recreate. Angels can only create based on authority. If God tells them to, they can do it. Mankind is the only one that can take something and has the seed of life that we can keep creating and keep growing and keep doing. Does this make sense? And so from the very beginning, if you don't have an understanding that God created you because he loves you, there is a reason for your existence. It doesn't matter if, come on, you were the D on a roll child. Some of y'all were D on a roll, you know. It was real. It was real. You never got a sticker. It's an issue to this day. Your, your, your mama never had a, had a sticker on the car. I love you. We're, in the, same, we're the same people. Listen. <laughs> You are loved, you are created. There is value in you. You, listen, have an origin story. You have an origin story and it goes further than your conception. Your origin story, come on, wasn't when your mama and daddy were playing boys and men. Like, like you, that, that's not your origin story. It's further back than that. The origin story is that you were created by a loving God, and his image is activated and present, come on, in your life, and you were created to do two things on this earth. You were created, listen, to learn how to love God and love others. Love God, come on, listen, this is good, y'all not helping me, and love others. We going to have a little spectation going on. Participation over spectation. Listen, and so here's this idea. Listen to this is that in order to love others well, you first need to receive love before you can give love. Science has already proven it. They've taken uh, uh, animals, they've taken even children, they've taken and isolated them. And uh, without a doubt, when there is no love, it's hard for the other child, the other animal, the other, to receive and nurture and give any type of love. Come on, listen. If there wasn't any love, for love to be perpetuated, it has to be given. If we don't understand that we were given to first, okay. like you were loved. Okay. Even if an earthly parent abandoned you, even if uh, there's a situation in conflict that you didn't like, didn't want, and didn't expect, you are, listen, Loved. And we don't need to just talk about it, discuss it, contemplate it. Sometimes you need to encounter it. Come on, listen. As beautiful as my wife is, there had to be an encounter. I couldn't go, hmm, in church, no, 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 no. Logical, yes. You know, like, like that wouldn't have worked. There had to be a, hey, hey what's hey. Hey, what's so. <laughs> up? There had to be a little encounter. There had to be a moment. You know what I'm saying? There had to be this, this, this thing going off. It wasn't logical. It wasn't like a good idea. It wasn't, okay, uh, how, how, What are you from? Where, where are your parents? How, how, how old are you? How much do you have in the bank account? Very logical. Okay, let's get married. We could probably make good children. Some of us are serving God at a logic And the reason that our faith isn't active is because there's been no experience that brings to life what we're learning. And so we're serving God for what we're learning, but we really don't understand the depth of his fatherhood. God is a good father. Why is it important for us to understand creation? because it speaks of the fact that you were loved. 1 John chapter 4 verse 19 says, "We love because we are first loved." He, listen, first loved us. Everything created has a value. I need to tell someone this, you're not an accident. You're not an accident. You're not unwanted. Be convinced that you're loved. Jesus is a sign that the creator of the world is still working to create life and create a life of freedom where you can thrive. For love, it's got to be given. It's got to be received. Be convinced that you're loved. The second thing is God loves you because he moved heaven and earth for Jesus to be born. The birth of Christ isn't just a birth of an ordinary man. It's the birth of Jesus Christ, the incarnation of God himself. In other words, God became man. The conception and birth of Jesus where his majesty moved into humanity. Humanity. John 1.14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory for the glory of the only Son from the Father, full of what? Listen to this. Say it. Grace and truth. Grace and truth. In other words, you don't deserve it, but I'm going to send it. So for some of us who have a perfectionist mentality, You need to realize that you cannot be good enough. You can't. You can live frustrated your whole life that life isn't what you expected and life isn't what you wanted and life isn't, and it's just, I mean, I I, I planned for a 10 and I'm always getting eights and I can't live because I'm frustrated. There's joy for you. You're... The goal is, yeah, I mean, come on, time out. We all want to grow. We all want to develop. We all want to take the little that we've been given and grow it. Because that's called faithfulness. And God's into faithfulness. But don't mistake your faithfulness for God's grace. God's grace on your life. That He loves you and that He cares about you. And He has a plan for you. Listen, this means that that. For us, this present should stay present in our life. How many of y'all? Be honest. You're, you're really, you're really bad to shop for. Come on. You you re- like you like when when it's Christmas or birthday, like the whole family is like, ugh. We don't want to shop for you. Why? Because but and, and let, let's just be real. Because either you're never happy with what you get. Real talk. Or, you haven't stopped long enough to figure out what you want. Okay, <laughs> come on. I remember I'm going to tell you a little, little, little truth, little truth on me. You know what I'm saying? Is that uh, for years, Katie would come up and she would go, "So, what's your list? What do you want? What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? What do you want?" And I'd be like, <laughs> and I would change the subject, or I wouldn't tell her, or whatever, and. Never failed at birthday and Christmas. I would unwrap whatever I didn't say, <laughs> and I was always let down. <laughs> come on. Oh, you got this. And she's like, what? Is that not good? And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it's coming here. I love it. And she's like, if you would have told me, come on, what you wanted, I could have got what you wanted. But a lot of that, some of y'all, this is like getting real. <laughs> no, but listen, we're a no-nudging church, okay? So you cannot nudge anybody here. I'm just like, no nudging. But what I found out is I never took time to make the list of what I really wanted or what I really needed. And because I didn't take the time, I could not benefit from the blessing Because I didn't know what I needed. Listen to this. Listen to this. Because we live like, woo, come on, fancy feet. Listen, listen. I'm a dancer. No, just kidding. Listen, because we don't take the time to make a list and an inventory of what's going on in us, sometimes we live a lot longer with selfishness, greed, control, anger, pride, gluttony. Lust, thirst for power. And so we just live with it. And can I tell you this? For all of you who are young, for all of you midlife, for all of you, you're in the thick of your career and you're getting your education and you're moving forward. Life is moving. Come on, we got a family of four. Life moves fast. It moves fast. People are coming and going. I feel like the only thing we're doing is waking up and going to bed. Y'all, y'all feel that? Come on, anybody feel that? It? It's like wake up, go to bed. It's like I hugged you and you're like, good night, Dad. I hugged you, good night, Dad. And it's like, oh, whoo, lot. But there will be a day when you are no longer interested in what's the new show on Hulu. I know it's crazy. There will be a day when money is no longer the thing that motivates you. Yeah. There will be a day when um, acquiring stuff, moving to that house. Going to that place is no longer, listen, the thing that you're really, really interested in and the thing that you're laying down thinking about is the list. The list of things that, I wish I could change that. I wish I could fix that. I, I wish I wasn't like that. I wish I didn't do that. I wish I, uh, why did I say that? Why did I act that way? It was family time. Why did I act? Why did I do that? Why am I frustrated? Why am I? Is hey, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, why, why do I? And here's what you need to know. God loves, listen, you. And when we don't take the time to evaluate what's going on in us, then we cheapen what God did for us. And then we make it a story, a Christmas story, some cute little narrative about a baby being put in a manger, but we miss the fact of what God came to do. He left heaven, invaded earth, so that we could be, listen, saved. Saved. The third thing that should convince you that you were loved by God is that God loves you because he sent his best, listen, to save you. And I want to talk about this real quick. Y'all lean into this. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall rest upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Come on, Prince of Peace. Friends, can I tell you this? The birth of Jesus means your past doesn't prevent future freedom. Your past, the issues, what's going on internally in your heart, Because of Jesus' birth, life, death, and resurrection, you've been saved. Come on, listen. Old things have passed away, so the pressure of the guilt, the pressure of not being perfect, the pressure of needing control in order to be happy. Come on, help me, somebody. The the pressure of trying to find my way in life and figuring out what's next. I meet so many people that they think their happiness is linked to the next achievement. And so they just try to do the next achievement thinking that that is gonna be the thing that's gonna quench the thirst when what they really need to know is, hey, time out. It's okay to work really hard, but you're not working for love. You're not working for love. Matthew chapter one, verse 21. Listen to this. And he and she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will, say it, save. Come on, help me say it one more time. And he will save save his people from their sins. Okay. Pull out my long finger. Just kidding. Can we lean into this for just a second? We are in this society where nobody says anything. Everybody's, do you just do you. Everybody do you. Everybody do you. It doesn't matter what you do. Just do you. Come on, you're like, you're like Pepsi. Okay. You're like Diet Coke. Come on, just do you. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter where you go. It's your life. It's your choice. Come on there. Here's what I'm telling you. The world does not have a problem with baby Jesus because he's cute, he sells, Come on. Hallmark has made a buttload off of the baby Jesus. Lots of businesses have made a lot of money on baby Jesus. Baby Jesus is not a big deal for us. Miracle Jesus is not a big deal for us. Come on helping humanity, helping the disenfranchised, helping the hurting. Our world will never turn away Miracle Jesus because Miracle Jesus makes society instantly better. But the Jesus that will always be crucified, the Jesus that will never be respected, the Jesus that our culture cannot embrace is the one that comes to save the sinner because to embrace Jesus, Savior King Jesus, means that I have to stop looking outward and pointing my finger at the government, pointing my finger at my boss, come on somebody, pointing my finger at my wife, pointing the finger at my kids. See, what that means is now I have to point it inward and I have to go, I'm jacked. And because I already feel bad about some of the things that I do, I would rather not think about me, and I would rather think about you. Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah. I would rather think about my, my, my family and wh- and how stressful it is, and, oh, I'm just sacrificing because I'm cooking and bringing them over, and I just how hard it is. I'm like, gee, I'm like Jesus, opening it up. The doors of my house the family. Okay, stop. Hold on. Listen. We're all sinners. And none of us want our private thoughts on this screen. And if, come on, if you walked in and instantly the screen went to the last week's conversation, church would be very small. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it would be church of one. There's this idea that we can never forget church, why Jesus came. Jesus came to save us. He came to save us. He came to save us. And I love the Christmas lights. I love the candy canes. I love all of that. And all of that has a great um, tie back to who Jesus is, the light of the world. I love all of that. But if we are not careful, we will get wrapped up. And this moment, this season will be nothing more than a Christmas classic. But it won't be the Jesus that saved us, come on, from our sins. Titus chapter 3, verse 3 through 7 says this. For we ourselves were once foolish. Come on, anybody foolish? Anybody once foolish? We were once foolish, meaning what? what, what is foolish? It's not just where you kind of, you spat into the wind and it came back. Although, come on, let me all for real, you've you realize that real quick <laughs> like uh-uh. <laughs> listen that's not what it's talking about foolish means you thought you could make a life absent from the life you thought that if i just made enough and went through anger management and went through my controlling and denied myself of some addictions then i would ach- i would clear the aching of my soul <laughs> But the truth of the matter is that's not the case. You were once foolish. Remember, the Bible is written to the, listen, to the believer. And so there is this idea that whoever's reading scripture has already made a profession of faith and has already said yes to Jesus. So you have to read it from that context. For we ourselves, we we once were foolish. See, we I remember being 15, and I thought, the only thing I need is a really cool car. Because if I get a cool car, I'll get a cool woman. Come on, some of y'all feeling uncomfortable right now. This is the truth. Come on, is this, is this right? All I need, come on, is to know someone at McDonald's. That's all I need. If I know someone at McDonald's, why? Because I can go like, what's up, man? Put two fries in, put, 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 put Come on, all I need is to know someone who can hook me up. Come on, how many of y'all ever thought, you know, come on, listen. Some of y'all are like, I don't really want to talk about it. Come on, I remember my kid. I remember my, not my kid, my my sister. She was seven years younger than me. And this is back, so I'm gonna tell you how old I am. She wanted a, 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 it was like a Dooney Burke purse. Y'all, anybody remember those? That was a major purse. Like, if I could just have that purse. Some of y'all actually thought, if I can just dance. You never went to the junior high dance because you couldn't dance. But if you could dance... You'd be like, and everybody would stare at you and look at you and be like, yeah, and in your instant popularity would go, and that was all you needed to do Is learn how to dance. Come on. I remember following uh, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, and he had a little dance, and I got his, little, I got his cardboard, and, and, and I learned how to break dance. Come on, and I knew if I could break dance in my parachute pants, I would be a success. Like you don't even know. That was it. And the glove. Like I got a glove and the parachute band. Some of you, you're laughing at me. Uh, I appreciate that. But, but many of you, go back there. Remember, if I just have that, I'll be happy. Come on, what was it? Some of you was like, I just need that Pez. I just need that Pez dispenser. And my life will be... Come on, I know, know, listen, I don't want to be too ridiculous, but my point is we actually believed happiness was found in a thing. In a thing. If I had those shoes, come on. Remember when Jordans came out? The first Jordan. If I had the Jordans instantly, I'd be cool. If I could jump a little higher. If I could, come on, if if I could slam it. Just in the assembly, if I could just run up and slam the ball right in front of everybody in the assembly, oh, for a car. everybody like Steven. I'm like, I know. Do you ever remember thinking those thoughts? Let me ask you this. I know my mind's kind of childish, but did you think that if I just get that one bonus, if I just get married, if I just, <laughs> if I Come on. If you're not careful, you will miss the fact that you are loved because God sent his best for you. Look at this. We were once foolish, disobedient. We were led astray. Anybody led astray? Anybody remember moments where you were like, no, no, no. You didn't want to do it, but all of a sudden, come on. Slaves to our passions and pleasures, passing the days in malice and envy. Come on, come on, I'm either mad or, I'm, or or I'm want what you got. I'm frustrated. Come on. Look at this. Hated by others hating one another. But when the goodness and the loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, who is he talking about? Baby? Listen. He saved us, not because of the works done by our own righteousness. Come on, help me. But according to his own mercy, by the washing and the regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly. Come on, richly. Have you ever eaten pancakes or French toast with a child and you actually let them pour the syrup? They are richly. They don't understand Leave some syrup for some other people. For them, they just pour. And it's everywhere. And you're like, come on, it's, it's always funny. We're like, hey. It only takes one time for a parent. And then from then until they're 19, you're like, watch the syrup. Come on, some of y'all need to know you're richly. God doesn't just give you a little bit of love. I'm going to give you a little, I'm entice you a little bit. I'm going to kind of keep you coming. Like I'm going to lavishly pour on you love. Because I know this world. Listen, I know. See, he knows this world. And so he lavishes He gives you love because there's so many distractions. There's so many things pine for your attention. There's so many insecurities. There's so much brokenness. And God will say, listen, I love you. I love you. Look at this. To enjoy Christmas this season, you'll have to remember that He is the only way out. Dan, y'all come on up here. The only way out of addiction, the only way out of brokenness. Sin separates us from the love of the Father. And we all, listen, have a sin nature that was passed down. And this sin nature causes us to resist the things of God. It tempts us to please ourselves. Sin is missing the mark, breaking God's standards. The fourth and the last thing is this. God loves you because he adopted you into his family. And today, listen, if you felt unwanted, unloved, unvalued, unappreciated, come on, moms, listen. Moms, listen. We know you're hard workers, but you're valued. You're appreciated. Come on, dads, come on, men. Lean into this moment. Sometimes we're our own worst critic. And we think we see all the things that we haven't done and what we need to do. You were adopted into the family of God. And it is not, listen, because you're cool. It's not because of your IQ. It's not because you have great swag. It is because God has chosen in his kindness, listen, to be good we can all tell stories go ahead and turn them up of past hurts and wounds and rejections but this christmas you can be upset you can be upset about everybody who left you you can be upset about loneliness you can be frustrated that it's not the christmas that you expected but when you act that way you are negating the greater thing god's people you have to stay grateful You have to stay grateful. You have to lean into gratefulness even though you feel something different. God, I'm so grateful that you love me. I'm so grateful. And many of us don't understand adoption. I remember many times, so I was adopted from a foster home. And I remember many times my mom telling me the story of my adoption. And I'm gonna be honest. There were times when I was like, I don't want to hear it. You know, especially from 13 to like 17, it was like, she's like, okay, it's your adoption day. So the thing I liked about it is we had birthday and we had adoption day, and so I got presents twice. Um, But but she would sit down and she would say, okay, let me tell you. And I, I, it was like, this is a team is on. It was like, and um. And she would say, you know what? We were never able to have a child. Your dad was never able to have a child. And we went through the process for years. And when we adopted you, let me tell you how we felt. And so I was like, "Ah, emotion, 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 weird. But every year, she would tell me this story. And when I left home, she would always text me or call me. It's your adoption day. Thank you, Mom. It's your adoption day. It's your adoption day over and over and over again. And here's the one thing that it did that I didn't even know it was doing. I wasn't focused on who left me. But I was focused on who wanted me. Maybe this Christmas life could change for you if you didn't focus on the abandonment and the brokenness and the toxic things that happened in your family, but maybe you could hear God say, I want you, like I want you, I want you, I want you, and I have provided this opportunity so that you can know my kingdom, you can know my freedom. I am adopting you into this family. Here's how we do that. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all, everybody say all, unrighteousness. The things that you've never told anybody, the times times when you left that event and you felt so, all of it. The Christmas season can be a great time of joy It's a time of God showing his great love for us. And I believe tonight, today, it can be a time of healing and renewed strength. The most important question this holiday season is this. What is my personal relationship with Jesus? Have I rejected him? Tolerated him? Admired him? Or have I embraced him to be my Lord and my Savior? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the contact us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.